Hey guys, in this AB Talks with Jeff, also known as Mofasa, you get to see a more human and different side of the guy who's making everybody laugh and enjoy their time and life with his dances. Enjoy. Hey Jeff, what's going on? <laughs> Good. So today you you're going to show uh, Jeff to the world, right? Yeah. You no do a Mufasa. lot of interviews or you don't? I do. You do, I huh? Do I have a lot. A and lot. when you do the interviews, do you have the other character, the internet character on or your normal character? Um, majority of the time I have both. I switch on and off. Oh, really? Yeah, so they Is it easy? Uh, yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so I'll start with the very important question which is how are you really doing? I'm doing well, you know. Uh can't complain, especially through this, you know, whole pandemic, you know, traveling, you know, making the world laugh. And I think that's our, you know, main goal when it comes to, you know, what we do. Mm. So, so you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. If everybody else, if our viewers is doing well, I'm doing well. Family as well. Yeah, so family friends that's yeah. important you know very so you would say you're in a good stage in your life you feel good when you wake up yeah i think this is probably the best state i've been in a long time really yeah blessed man yeah. that's good for sure how was your uh, childhood my childhood it was um cool i was a very quiet kid you know really you know, i was a very quiet kid i was shy um and my parents would move um, Baltimore. Well, I lived in, um, I was born in New York, sorry. And then I traveled after four to Baltimore. It was rough in New York and it was rough in Baltimore. Decided to move from Baltimore to Virginia, then Maryland, and then Virginia. So we've just been hopping back and forth. So how was that though, as a childhood? Was it, how would you describe it? Um, I don't remember too much of it, but what I remember was, um, Like at a young age, my parents owned a grocery store, like an African grocery store, you know. And um, the reason why they would always move, obviously, was because of the bad neighborhoods. And I think uh, my mom got like robbed at a gunpoint. So we moved from, that was in Baltimore. So we moved from Baltimore to Virginia. And they decided to start the business up over again and they put me to work at an early age okay so i've been working at the store since i was a young kid how old um i want to say like seven eight oh, okay yeah. <laughs> seven eight yeah interesting yeah. and you think that shaped you definitely as far as uh business wise uh just having the right mindset right state of mind to you know know that there's more out there in a yeah. sense, you know, mm. so. Sure. And you said it was rough because that's why you kept moving. Rough yeah. meaning uh, no safety, robbery, crime. Crime really was off the roof. It was bad because Bronx, I believe Bronx is still bad. Like, I haven't been back in a while, but Bronx, New York is pretty sure it's still bad, like rough. So mm. you can only imagine back then The crime right there. Baltimore is still horrible. Yeah. But Virginia is not too bad. Virginia, Maryland is bad, but Virginia is not too bad. So So you'd say you have positive memories in general from what you remember or negative? Um I think more positive. 
I have negative as well mm. because, uh, you know, growing up, like I said, working at the shop, you're learning new things and, you know, you're encountering different people, customers that are just like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And if you mess up, they're always nagging you and stuff. So, you know, it was a very interesting you know, moment growing up in my life working at the shop. You learn so much, you know, and um, yeah. I think it's what shaped and molded me, but at the same time, it kind of scarred me in a sense as a kid. How so? Uh, just not wanting to, uh, just dealing with that type of atmosphere. I think um, in my, not my adolescence years, but like in my 20s, because I was working from childhood up until like my 22, 23 at the shop. And um, I think I was going through like a depression state in my 20s because, you know, the, the negative notation that they would, you know, negativity that they would bring, you know, some customers, not all. Uh, and um, and I was a, it was a point in my life where I felt like I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, you know. So when I turned like 25, I decided to stop working at the shop. My mom was really sad. She even like busted in tears because she's so like passionate about the shop. And um, I'm like, man, I gotta live the rest of my other you know years for myself. So that's how you know. How do you reach that point where you say, I I'm I'm so not Jeff. I'm not doing what Jeff wants to be or what he's talented or I'm not expressing myself enough in this world. What makes you reach that point that you even go against? your family, and look, this is a very common uh, challenge for many Arabs, mm -hmm. many Asians especially, right. and maybe Africans too, because you have a very strong Ar African heritage or family, For sure. where you work for the family, mm -hmm. but then the family, because they trust you and you're their blood, they want you to be there, so you understand their side of it, but then it's unfair to the child. Right. Because the child wants to be like, yeah, but I still have dreams. <laughs> right. I still want to do something. Right. So that understanding becomes very challenging. So for you, how did you reach to that point where you're like, this is enough. I have to muster some courage and make a point, although I might disappoint my mother for the time being. Right. How do you reach that? I think it was more of a gut instinct. It's like the inside of you is like, you don't feel right with yourself, you know? For me, that's how, that's how it was. I can't really speak for everybody else, you know. Along with the experiences that I went through, it was just more so of, I've given my 25 years to my parents, so I think it's, if I don't see no progression or if I'm still empty inside, I feel like, why not live the rest I think that was, 25 years is an ample amount of time I've given to my parents. You, know? you paid your dues. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, do the rest for myself. Because, mm. you know. You used the word uh, empty. Is that how you felt? At a point, yeah. My uh, younger 20s. Why would you feel empty? <laughs> I think in the era of social media, especially when social media started booming, um, you start to compare yourself to other people. Even though majority of them live fake lives, your brain as a you know, young person tricks you into thinking that they're living a real life, you know? 
and just I'm, I'm just sitting here at the shop getting nagged on by customers while I'm looking on my phone, seeing people explore, travel, showing this, that, the glamorous life, you know? And it really took a toll on me. And uh, that was like a heavy hitter for me. And it was, it was bad, but it was also good because there was a turning point in my life where I knew that something was wrong and I had to switch it, change something. It makes sense. Yeah. They say that um, depression is pressure turned inside mm. and that people also get depressed when they are not being themselves. So I think the more you started to be aware that, why am I in this? Why do I have to deal with all this shit in the grocery store? This person complaining. Right. I don't even want to be here. Right. So once you start to feel that and be aware that it's not me. Yes, I, I love my parents, I want to do good for them, but I need to do maybe better outside and I will never forget, hopefully, right. my parents. But it's tricky for parents to see that sometimes. Sure. Until you make it, they're like, okay, <laughs> now it's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, how is your relationship with your parents? Um, it's pretty good. You know, uh, when my dad was here, you know, rest in peace, my dad. Um, I think it was decent. You know, he was a great, you know, father, taught me a lot of things, you know, but he worked a lot, you know, at the shop. So when I had, you know, a chance to talk to him, he would always, you know, give me great advice or just try to lead me into the right direction, whether it's friends, girls, etc. My mom is a great woman, you know, she's definitely helped me out as well as far as, you know, shaping me into the person that I am. Both of them, for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I love them to death. We had a great relationship. You know? That's so, good. Yeah, so when I lost my, you know, pops, it was a big, like, chunk taken out of me, you know, and, uh, yeah. How old were you? I was 19. How did he pass, if I can ask? Uh, somebody uh, poisoned him. Wow. Yeah. So, so sudden passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the tougher ones. Yeah. If somebody's sick, you yeah. kind of prepare. You yeah. know, they slowly pass away. Yeah. If it's sudden, it's like you didn't prepare for it. No. No, man. Yeah. How did how did that? You said a chunk of you was taken. Mm. How did you, your sisters? Is it was it too much for you for your mother? You had to I don't know be the man of the house suddenly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 19, you have to try and step it up. You don't really know, you know, how to cope with, you know, certain situations as a, the man of the house. You know, so it was, everything was a learning experience, you know. I feel like, you know, even my sisters, you know, they're still affected by it, you know, because it's not easy losing somebody that was like a best friend to you. So, you know, but we're just taking it one day at a time still. Yeah. So you'd say you you are you a positive person? You always think the glass is half full. For sure, for sure. Hmm. I think that's how you gotta look at life. You know, there's two different types of people. Just like you said, you got you gotta look at the glass half full or half empty. You know, hmm. you just gotta. How was school? Because you said you were very shy <laughs> mm -hmm. when you were young. So yeah. how was school? Was it the type? You know. You get bullied or you're the bully or you have fun or everybody loves you? Uh, I think I got made fun of a lot 
got made fun of a lot. Why? You know, about my skin color. You really? Know? Yeah. In the States? Yeah, in the States. Yeah. Although you were maybe in, in areas where it's very mixed, right? You're right, right. But you know? still? Yeah, still, still got. Like, how, what would they say? Uh, what do you call me? It would either be tied into like African booty scratcher. This is like when we were like elementary school. Yeah, where the kids have no mercy. Right, yeah. right. Or, you know, I don't know. Black is cold. I don't know. I mean, it would be funny sometimes. I'm not going to lie. But then it would be like. It still man. affects you. Oh, yeah, for sure, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. For sure. Um, but, you know, then again, it shaped me into who I am. I think um, I've reached a certain point where I was able to embrace it, you know? So, like, if somebody were to throw a stone at me, you know, ineffective. It's ineffective, so. You know, I'll tell you a personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my brothers is adopted. Mm-hmm. So he's originally from Bangladesh. Okay. So I wouldn't say darker than me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, more Indian or Bangladesh kind of skin tone. Right. And uh, and he looks he, he looks Asian, doesn't look Arab. Mm. So when he was a kid, uh, when my mom adopted him, at the moment we could communicate properly, mm-hmm. I told him, listen, uh, we say Habibi, which is like dear or my love. Right. Uh, I was telling my young brother, I'm like, I'm like, listen, Habibi, when you go to school, if somebody says where you're from, Say you are a Marathi, which is from here, right. but say I'm originally from Bangladesh. Don't deny it. Right. What you said, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely embrace it. Because if you embrace it, the bully has nothing on you. Yep. If you're like, no, I'm Arab, and you're denying it, but you don't look Arab, yeah. they kind of make fun of you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at this weak person. He's not proud of where he's from. Or, But if you say, yeah, I'm originally from Bangladesh, but now my passport is here. Right. What do I have on you? Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. So I, I thought that was, I hope that was important for him to hear mm-hmm. at a young age because I knew what he was, what was coming. Right. I could see it. And, you know, kids are harsh, man. Yeah, very. So I didn't have an older brother that could tell me anything of, of that sort, but right. I hope that helped him. And I think that's what a lot of kids and teenagers should know that you just have to embrace everything about you everything yeah then there's no nothing for the bully i agree you know yeah okay and i i read a little about you but i'm really getting to know you more now by the <laughs> way which is great yeah um that you struggled with social media you put out a lot of content and you tried youtube it didn't work out and you tried this but it, it wasn't happening yeah tell me if i'm wrong by the way and then there was this turning point can you just tell me about this journey. For sure. Mm. So uh, I started four years ago. And um, the whole reason why I even started was because I was trying to, well, my friend of mine wanted to create a YouTube channel. And I like, okay, fine. I'll get all the equipment. So I bought all the equipment and everything. And when the time came to shoot, there were nowhere to be found. I was like, I got mad. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm just going to shoot something and see how it works. Mm. I did that. I was a little hesitant to post it. You know, it was my first video. And I just ended up just pressing post and just throwing my phone. No way. And um, I got decent feedback. Mm. You know, people laughing. I'm like, hey, you know, this is cool. People are laughing. You know, I like when, you know, it's bringing some sort of positivity you know, in a way. Yeah. So from there on, I think my second video, I found this fit. 
this outfit and just started, you know, doing dancing videos, just doing like random stuff. Um, but yeah, it wasn't working for about like a year and a half. Wow. A year and a half. And you were consistent? Yeah, I was consistent, just going at it, going at it, going at it. I was studying a lot too, like studying how social media works and how to find a niche, you know, a theme, just learning new different things, engagement, this, that, and the third. So, and even back then, the engagement on Instagram was a lot easier. It's a lot harder now, you know. Absolutely. very strict on certain things. But anyways, you know, for a year and a half, nothing was working. Um, and then I finally uh, hit my first viral video. I started doing video with my nieces. Hmm. A lot of people think it's my daughters, but it's not. <laughs> it's my nieces. Yeah. Um, and it was a, a video regarding my skin color. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know, at that time, I, em- I was embracing it, you know. Uh, I think it was a video where my little niece was like, I was, I was uh, testing her. I was like, um, yeah, so how was school? She's like, good. You know, I'm like, so let's see, what color is this? And she says, red. And she, uh, I go like, what color is this? She's like, yellow. And then I point to my skin and I say, what color is my skin? And she says, purple. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she says, purple, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so you know, that, that video went viral. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it went viral, I was like, man, I made it. I'm done. I don't have to work. I'm out of here. Mm. But no, it doesn't work like that. You know, your first viral video, you still got to put in a lot more work, mm. you know. But some people, they're lucky enough, one viral video, you know, shapes their whole life, you know. Mm. That's yeah. the power of the internet also. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and also, you start, well, me in the process of it, I would always be like, how come... That person does one video and their life changes, you know. But, I but started, how do you know? Exactly that. Mm. And then I started to realize, you know, that when you continuously, like if you have one viral video or one hit song, right, you have to top it. Absolutely. You have to top it. And it's a you lot of evolve. pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of a press, It's a lot of pressure. Sorry. So, you know, I learned from that and I realized me having several viral videos brought me to where I'm at now. It shows me that, yeah, it shows me that, you know, it's, yeah, it's not easy, but at the same time, you work for it. Absolutely, man. You're not willing to let it go easy because you work hard. I work hard, you know, to get here. Me and my team work very hard. I remember uh, Gary Vee was here and uh, I asked him something that I've read that he posted daily Mm for five years and he's like yes correct i'm like five fucking years you know how hard that is very hard discipline you know because you're on social media like everybody here knows Mm -hmm. you know how hard it is to be that consistent right but people don't see that they see oh he has one viral video he became famous they don't know that you studied social media that you tried to different things, that yeah. you kept for a year and a half, nothing was happening. Yeah. There's always more to a story. For sure. What's up with the names? The cousin, cousin uh, cousins, Teeth? Oh, no, it's Cousin Skeeter. Skeeter. The H is silent. What does that mean? The, no, was Cousin Skeeter. There's like an Your H username. in there. Yeah, it was, it was like a high school name. What like does a it mean? college name. It was like an old TV show. Okay. Like old 90s show. Yeah. And I added an H to be different. It's okay. like Cousin Skeeter, 
with no H in it. Okay. Yeah, so it's one of like uh, my favorite shows that I used to watch. So I just changed my screen into that. And Mufasa? Mufasa. Mufasa is obviously my character. Yeah. Um, I only chose Mufasa because who can forget Lion King? Absolutely. You know, yeah. Mufasa. Yeah. But people still tend to butcher my name and say Mustafa. Really? Yes. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. But, and yeah. do you think Mufasa is a part of Jeff or it's a completely alter ego, a different person? No, definitely a part. It's just uh, different in like accent. A lot of people think that I have an accent, you know, because yeah. my character has an accent and, you know, I'm not always dancing, you know. Does it annoy you if people like, hey, dance for me now? Yeah, sometimes it does. It could be, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you feel like you're a puppet or... Right. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not a guy who people stop me and say dance. <laughs> They'll probably say, oh, you're going to make me cry? Right. <laughs> so, because that that's what a lot of the time happens yeah. on the show. People just cry. Um, but yeah, I, I could imagine it being, you know, like with a Salt Bay guy, if somebody's like, just do this every second or, <laughs> right. you know, feed me. Or, yeah. I think it can be quite maybe irritating at some point. Yeah. But I think I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking with you. Is it irritating or is it I'm blessed that people recognize? Like, how does it work? I think it's, it's more so of a blessing, you know, because, you know, I already like making people laugh, you know. Mm -hmm. So if they, you know, they want a positive vibe you know, or they want a vibe there, I'm not going to turn them down. Mm. I'll do it, you know. Probably won't do it for long, you know. But, uh, you know, that's what I was here for, you know, yeah. my whole theme. At the end of the day, that's what they know me by. So mm. I can't really expect them, you know, not to sometimes. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. You, uh, in one of the points, uh, I kept reading... Uh, C.T. Moody, right? Correct? Yeah. Okay. It's my brother. So, ap uh, apparently, according to what I read, is he played a big part in the conversion of Jeff's popularity or success or sure. whatever word you want to use. For sure. But he played a, a very pivotal role. Right. What, who is he to you? It's my brother, my friend. You know, that's, my, that's my hype man. You know, one of the best hype mans ever. I don't know what he says. <laughs> but nah, he, um, so I've known him since freshman year in high school. Uh, and we actually separated after ninth grade. He went to a different school. I stayed at the same school. We didn't meet up or back until I left college. Yeah, so that's so a years. good number of years, yeah. yeah. So um, it kind of happened organically, you know. I was, I was in this program called Amway, which is a multi, it's like a MLM. And uh, that's how we kind of got connected because I was in it and I was trying to get him to join. So one random um, day I was like, you know, you should come and, uh, you know, talk to my mentor, this and the third. So after that, I was two years into doing like videos, hmm. two, two and a half, or three. <laughs> but uh, uh, I wanted I wanted to do a video because I had I was running out of concepts, running out of ideas. Nothing was working, you know. So I'm like, I had another friend of ours, and he was supposed to hype me up, right? 
CT happened to come. It was in front of McDonald's because, you know, McDonald's is known for not having an ice cream machine that works. It never works. So <laughs> it was like a... It was like a video where, you know, the ice cream machine, you finally find a McDonald's where the ice cream machine is working okay. and I'm holding it and I'm dancing <laughs> and I'm hearing my friend hype and then I'm hearing CT hype. Yeah. My friend is horrible. Like he can't hype. You know? yeah. So when I hear CT's voice, I'm like, yo, that, your voice sounds very distinctive, you know? Mm. So that was like uh, light bulb number one. Okay. And then uh, we decided to do our second video. Like a month late, a month, three months later, sorry, and it went viral. That mm. was the that was the video that really changed. I think that's the one first time I saw you. Yeah. And imagine you're shooting that. Where were you? In Virginia. In Virginia, and people in Dubai, or probably China, or probably Japan, or probably mm. Italy. Yeah. That's the beauty. Yeah. You know, if it goes on WhatsApp groups and it goes just right. shared, shared, shared. Yeah. I think Will Smith also posted it. I think. No, he posted he, something. It was uh, somebody, his wife. Oh, really? Yeah, his wife also. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on somebody big's page. Oh, really? I don't remember who. Yeah. Some popular person, but I guess that's why it went viral. Also. Yeah, yeah. But okay. You know, the, but you know, the funny thing is that the video you're talking about hmm. happened like months after the second video. So this is the second video. So the one I saw was like Friday. Yeah, yeah. that that video hmm. was like. That's the one I saw. Yeah, that was uh, deeper. Oh, really? It, yeah. That's second viral or later? Mm, that was later, yeah. But that oh. was the biggest one. The, okay. biggest one, the so one I saw? Yeah, so far. Okay. Yeah, that one, we didn't expect it to go that crazy. So you said light bulb one. Yeah, what, what was light bulb two? Two, um, this one wasn't worldwide. It was more so like in the US. It was a dance, it's the same concept. But it was more towards like hip hop. Mm. And it was a hip hop song. You know how I say, like, I like to study social media. I'm like, you know, what, how can I break out and do something like major? You know, I felt like I had to step out of hip hop to do that. Mm. Um, and me and CT, we like uh, uh, a number of genres, not just hip hop, you know? Yeah very versatile when it comes to listening to music and uh you know i think we shot in october so the the light bulb number one was in january and the light bulb number two was in april so from april april to october you know we're just trying different things you know not really working october hits we do the video Think nothing of it, which is the Friday video. Man. I didn't expect. No. <laughs> Interesting. No. Although you study social media, so maybe you think you can forecast. Right. No. Yeah, you. it's really hard, you know. Probably been only right once when it comes to, like, saying, okay, this is a row hit. Mm. The rest, you know. And that, see, this is what I think a lot of the... The young uh, people don't realize is you have to keep knocking. Mm -hmm. One of those knocks, the door will open. One. That's a fact. Yeah. At some point, you did a year and a half until you hit the first viral, right? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of knocks. Yeah. You can't stop after a week right. or a month. That's the thing. You know, mm. I wish I had a mentor. You know, when it came to social media, because I was like lost. But it was it's good because you learn. You know, mm. you see if it's really for you. You know, so. So you'd say he, he was, you realized that his voice 
can help you, but was he also an important pillar for you in terms of confidence, in terms of friendship? Do you need that? Did you need that at that stage in your life for you to be like, you know what, I'm on the right path? I definitely needed um, more support, you know, especially when you're trying to achieve your dreams. You know, like my manager was very supportive. So I had somebody that was like supportive when nobody else was, you know. You know, family, they'll be supportive, but at the same time, they'll be iffy. Like, go get a job. Go do this. That's all they know. Right. Yeah. Go get a job. Go do this. You know, but I don't look down on them because they did that. You know, like you said, that's all they know. Correct. So it's just more so of do I listen to them or do I listen to, you know, Mm. myself? Correct. You know, uh, what's inside of me, you know, and um, but to go back to, you know, question, you know, CT, you know, he definitely added, you know, value into, you know, friendship, keeping people Good people around, you know, because your mind is very important. Your mental has to be in the right state of mind, you know, if you want to achieve something. Just one little thing can knock you off. And it's funny that I say that because, um, you know, my sister, I love her to death. But when things weren't working for this character, you know, she told me to just forget about the character. You know, it's not working. And I listened. Hmm. I actually listened for about like three months. There. Then my father came back. Yeah, I came back. And I had that, that time, the first video that I came back to, it went viral. Wow. Yeah, so. Ah, you see? Just, yeah. Maybe it made you to make you push harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, is it true that you helped a lot of artists or build uh, artists, but then when you kind of needed their support, they let you down? Is this a oh yeah a fair point? <laughs> it happens all the time, really, like, um, especially when you're coming up. You know, they they want to reap, you know, everything. I won't say all. It's not all yeah, artists. It's not the generic thing. But it's a good majority of them, you know. And you start to learn. I, I, I started to get a little more wiser in how to move, you know. Uh, I think that needed to happen, you know. It needed to happen so I can move smarter. So you were let down a lot? For sure. For sure. Mm. In, this, in this whole journey. How does it feel? In the beginning, it's like, why? Like... Is because like you you start to like think like it's because I'm African like what is it what is is it because I, my clo- my clothing like what is it you know but then I'm like you know what I'm gonna turn up on them like it gives me a sense of like I'm gonna go harder yeah you know uh, it, it, you definitely reach into a bag where yeah you reach into that bag it's definitely about to be you know trouble so. In a good way, though. No, I absolutely relate. I relate very much. It's kind of like you make, when people let you down or disappoint you, Mm -hmm. you're like, one day, they'll see when this works out. And that's where people start clapping when they didn't clap in the beginning. Right, right. But you know what? But then you're satisfied that your dream was always right. Right. But not everybody was there to show up and support. For sure. And that's why when you talked about these guys, 
the, the number of years that you've known them say something about your character. Mm. Because some people, the moment they get popular, the old friends are gone. Right. They want these new clowns yeah. around them that just kiss their ass or just clap for them and yeah. say yes to everything. Yes, man. That's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. That's when you know it's going to start going down or people robbing you or stealing or taking advantage. And That's true. It's so important to have that. And it's a blessing mm-hmm. when you know who's there for you. So those guys who let you down, it's a blessing to big, know. Big blessing. He's not your guy. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't give him any more. You're good. For sure. You look at the ones, if, and I say, if you have friends less than this that are real, That's you're good. That's all you need. Absolutely. That's all you need. Um, Jeff, do you think it's fake to show that you're always happy, that you're always smiling? Do you think it's a realistic image? Um, I think that, you know, like I don't have like 100% happiness or moments where I'm like always happy. But um, because I went through like what I talked about, like my whole depression and whatnot, it doesn't get to that state. You know, it's more so if I know how to turn it on, turn it back up. Like, you know, you start to learn yourself, like, what gets you to get out of that state? What gets you to stop thinking about what you're thinking about? And pay attention to things that are, you know, half full, in a sense, Hmm. you know? Um, And just realizing that, you know, I'm still alive, still breathing. I'm making people laugh. My family's good, you know. God is good, you know. Just appreciating the moment, appreciating everything God has done for me, you know. Kind of sla- snap back into reality after that. And um, but majority of the time, I am, you know, happy. happy yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. So what, why do you do what you do? I do what I do because. I know how it feels, you know, to be depressed. I know how it feels to be left alone in darkness, just being stranded, whether it's your mind, people around you. And you, I had to understand that people are going through the exact same thing. So I'm like, how can I reach other people and have them come out of it in a sense? Hmm. And we came up with, you know, this concept and it just, from what people are saying, you know, it's, it's been, you know, working, you know, changing lives, smiles around the world. It's a big blessing, you know. Do you get hate? Oh, for sure. Really? <laughs> big hate. You do the littlest things, change your clothes, <laughs> your teeth, your skin color, just anything. How you know? do you deal with that? Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm at a state where it's ineffective, you know. Sometimes, you know, I will clap back. I will say something. It depends what it is, you know. But majority of the time, I just ignore it. Oh, yeah. Or I try not to look at my comments. I want to look at my comments so I can see, like, you know, Positive. the positivity. Mm. But then you see that one person, like, I got to <laughs> stop. We all get it. Right. You all get it. Yeah, so. I think it's kind of like you said, it's it's part and parcel of mm-hmm. the package of yeah. popularity. Yeah. There's somebody who's... Uh, something that my mother taught me is to sympathize with haters. Yeah. That they have so much hate in them that they have to throw it at somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
<clears throat> I feel sorry for their brain yeah. that is that miserable yeah. that they have to spout and say something about your clothes. I'm like, if you have something bad, so just shut up. You don't yeah. need to say it. Right. Sleep with it. Yeah. But they feel so much anger and hate because of their life, mm-hmm. whatever that is, that they need to express it. So I, you sympathize, I guess. Yeah. Very it's a good factual. way. Yeah. Um, what are you afraid of? <laughs> what am I afraid of? Mm. Fear God. God. Yeah, I fear, I fear God. It's more so a fear. I'm not really afraid of him, you know, but <clears throat> since that's a cliche, you know, thing to say. If it is what if, it is, um, it's okay. You know. I I could say that, you know, sometimes I have that one thought of maybe not reaching my full potential. Mm. But regardless... I'm gonna reach my full potential. I'm gonna get to where I need to get to, you know. So I can't really say that's what I'm afraid of because I already it'll come for like a second, and I'm like. And fear is good. Yeah. In certain doses, it's good. It is. If we're not afraid, we'll probably slip off a building and just fall because we're completely we lack fear. Yeah. But because you have that (laughs) bit of fear, you're more careful and more smart with your money, with your career. Yeah. So some fear is good. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, fear, fear, uh, it's an illusion, but at the same time, it helps you, you know, in so many different ways. What's the best moment in your life so far? Best moment? Mm. Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) The best moment, I say, I don't know, I say encountering people that, you know, like face-to-face, like if they tell me like, oh, like you really, really changed my whole mood, my whole perception of life, and just, like, I wouldn't think that I would have that, you know, type of effect, you know? Mm. I'm just a regular guy, you know? I see myself as a regular human being. I believe the same, me and you believe the same, we do the same thing, but at the same time, it's like, to have that effect, you know, it's just mind blowing, you know, like mm-hmm. somebody countless time, countless times have come up to me and like, you know, somebody passed, you know, one of my family members passed away, but you were able to re- replace that joy in a sense, you know, and uh, replace it with joy. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just mind blowing to me, you know, it's when I blessing. think about it, it's definitely a blessing though. Yeah. For sure. Worst moment in your life. Worst? Ha! <laughs> Worst moment. No, I remember <laughs> there was an artist, I'm not going to say his name, but, you know, he kind of embarrassed me in a sense of, um, you know, I was trying to take a picture, you know, with him. And um, this was like early on, like people didn't really know me like that. Uh, but his camp came up to me and asked me to do a song for him. Oh, I'm sorry, a video f- to one of his songs. Oh, sure, you know, I'll do it, you know. Didn't ask for no money. The only thing I asked for was, can you link me up with this person? So they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got it. Did the video. Haven't heard back from the manager. I heard the person's coming in town. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll go in town, you know, just to... 
see where I can make work. You know, they come in, you know, they see me, hey, what's up, you know. So he's cool, so I'm not, I'm not gonna bug him. And at the end, um, he goes to his car. We're all, mind you, all my whole team's there. A lot of people are there. They're like, yeah, can we get a pick? Like, yes, yeah, all right. So he tastes the pick, but he's not really like paying attention. And my manager kind of messes up the picture, you know? So man's like, oh man, I didn't take it. Let me, let me take one more. So I ask him again, and he like looks at me and just turns around and just like completely ignores me in front of everybody. I'm like, okay, all right, you know? At the time, I was like, it hit kind of hard, even though he's not like a big artist to me, but um, it kind of was like, all right, well, I'm gonna turn up on you, <laughs> definitely, and I remember, you know? So I'd say that was a very memorable, bad moment I went through. You know what's good though? Is that hopefully you won't do that to somebody. Right. Because you know how it feels. Exactly. You know? He maybe doesn't realize, maybe he's arrogant, maybe he's ungrateful, whatever. Right. Or he's just busy, or he was troubled and he had a lot on his mind. It can be a hundred excuses. Right. But he doesn't realize maybe how it made you feel in front of people. Mm -hmm. It's very embarrassing, you know? Right. But hopefully that makes you make sure you don't make somebody feel that way. Yeah. On your account. Yeah. You know? Any regrets? Regrets? No. I think I really can't regret like anything because that's what brought me here, you know? Yeah. Like, no, no regrets. No regrets. Okay, last one. Hit me. Uh, Jeff in one word. Grateful. I like it. Grateful. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Come, see this time. <laughs> I need to get some. No, no, you stay. Oh, you sit with us. Right. So we have you now. The popular. You know, when my I got the report about uh, Jeff, I see CT Moody. CT <laughs> Moody, right? Correct. Okay. I'm like. Okay, this guy's, you know, he played some part. I need to know what this... So, I want to ask you, how, why would you play or feel obliged to play a part in, in his life at a certain point when he was not popular? He was still not popular, right? You're still like, I need that push or I need that hype man. What pushed you to be that guy? I believe your energy introduces yourself before you even speak. And... He's been our friend for many years. So mm. friendship first before anything. Mm. So with that being said, I would be more than happy to work with him any day. Like, he's just an infectious person, loving and positive. He's infectious, that's for sure, yeah. So you felt like, like, is it timing? That you, because you, you guys separated at a certain age and then you came back together? It was, it was definitely timing, for sure. Like, I actually came to him the day that we met up to do a video. I was supposed to do a photo shoot. Mm. And I hit him up and was like, hey, I want to do a video with you. But he didn't know, like, my placement at the time. Like, what can I do with you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's doing a video. And then we both hyping him up. And then actually, On the like, ice cream. Yeah, it was ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Because I was trying to go towards, like, modeling. 
Okay. Yeah, so the, the, the original hype man was actually a photographer too. Okay. Yeah, so he took my pictures and everything, and then we did the video, and then I'm just like in the background. Like, and then he was like, oh, okay, all right. And then we had something from there. How long now has it been this tag team? Oh, like uh, the theme that we're doing? No, the tag team. Like you're together now and the videos and he's hyping oh, you. How long has uh, it been? Since last year, early last year. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, How's so the it journey? Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah? It's definitely beautiful. It's amazing. I'm glad. I find that um, timing is so important. Like just when people show up in our lives at certain times, it's kind of like, I don't know, meant to be. I don't want to sound cliche, but like, you know, people show up in our lives when we really need them, maybe. And I guess you showed up back in his life when he kind of needed. What did he do for you? Because it's a, it's a, a good relationship is a win-win. It keeps me positive, keeps me level-headed, keeps me going, pushes me. In the videos, he pushes me. When we're not recording, he pushes me. He makes sure that, you know, I give back, pray, make sure he's there for my son. Mm. Um, as a friend, even as... Someone you just want you know to talk to. You don't even have to be his friend. Mm. She says, "Hey, I need someone to talk to." He's there. He's open. Okay. By the way, is he? Because he's a very calm, smooth voice. Is it on mic? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you think he plays that part in your life? Definitely. Definitely. And how how was your life in a nutshell? Was it similar to his background, or was it more troubling, easier? Uh, I believe mine was a little bit more troubling, a little bit similar in some ways, as far as like working. Mm. Um, me, for sure, like I had a hard time. It was like house to house, couch to couch at one point, or this job, that job. I had so many jobs. I probably did everything you could think of, but um, and I, I constantly, I kind of lost my way. Mm. Like I didn't know what I was going to do in life. And people used to ask me, like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do in life? And then my answer was, I don't know. I don't know. And then we linked up. Now I have a purpose. There's so many people depending on us. Mm. And I believe in that purpose, like, to get people out their darkest times. Because I had my darkest time. And I got out of it. Now mm. I just want to give back. How dark was yours? Um, at one point, it almost took my life. Very dark. Mm. But my son saved my life, so. How old is he? He's seven now. That's lovely, man. Yeah. Beautiful. When are you having kids? Uh, me. <laughs> or you have already? No, no kids. <laughs> okay, so you have your seven-year-old son, mm -hmm. and you felt he kept you mm -hmm. hopeful. He did. Okay. That's my world. That's nice. And how, do you, how do you get out of such a dark cloud? Just keep going. What does that mean to somebody who is going through it? When you say keep going? There's no reason to actually give up. That time I was about to do it, it was kind of like, why am I doing this? And there was so many emotions to bring you to that point. But it doesn't last forever. That's what we got to get over. That emotion, that fear, that anger, the sadness, it doesn't last forever. We just got to keep going. Mm. And in that moment, for me, it was like, my son was like, there. So I didn't have a father growing up. And in that moment, I realized, if I do what I do, he's not going to have a father growing up. Correct. 
So I just get out my chest, got out my feelings, collected my thoughts, realized it's gonna be okay, prayed, and then kept it moving. And then years later, found my brother. That's nice, man. And do you think, does it bother you if somebody says, oh, you're just a hype man, you're uh, behind the scenes, you're not the main guy, does it bother you? No, because every team has the same situation. Correct. Yeah. So you, you do think it's your purpose. And would you say if somebody watching this says, oh, it's just a silly dance, you know, why are you guys so hyped up about that? What, what is so celebratory about it? How would you respond to somebody who looks at it this way? I don't really think about the negativity because it could be one person saying that and there could be a hundred more saying something else. Absolutely. So you uh, take the majority and just keep going that route. So would you say that um, CT, your purpose and his purpose collide? They're similar? Because you said, I found my purpose. So what is that purpose? He's the image, I'm the voice. Okay. And the purpose is what? Is it to make people feel good? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you want to do now because you've been through your dark times. He's been through his dark times. Spread positivity, spread joy. That's all it is. That's all that it comes down to. That's all we care about. Smiling. Just smile, love, and be happy. Smile. And has it helped you? Definitely. I'm such a better person myself because of it. Like when we do the videos, obviously I'm the first one to see it because I'm recording it. Mm. But when I see the videos I'm doing with it, it's just all smiles. Rather it's a blooper, rather we get a hit, rather we meeting up for it, yeah. the song that we choose is just happiness and joy. There's never been a moment where we like, man, I don't want to do this. Man, not today. Mm. I'm not feeling it. It's always, let's call. I got another one. I got an idea. Oh, we should do this. So we should do that. And the ideas just keep on flowing. Mm. And then we sometimes we get too many ideas. We just don't know when we want to place them. But it's definitely a good time. It's because it's coming from a good place. And you know, when people are trying to be all goody good, and they're just trying, mm -hmm. they can't last. At some point, it, you know, it's fake. Yeah. But if it comes from a good place and it's genuine, you don't get bored. Like you said, you don't be like, oh, this is a job. Right, and yeah, hopefully yeah. it doesn't reach that, you know? So far, so good. <laughs> That's good. Well, it's a pleasure having you, boys. Um, I'm telling you, uh, I want, do, do you mind if we share what you went through and how? All of mine. Okay, so where's the camera? <laughs> I think the guy is a beautiful, handsome guy, so I had to ask him about his eye. Can you tell them what, what you went through? Uh, yeah, so I was diagnosed with uh, glaucoma at the age of 13. Mm. Um, I didn't properly take care of it because I didn't have insurance. Yeah. Um, at the age of 29, oh, excuse me, 28, I had a stroke in my sleep, which caused- In your uh, sleep? Yeah, which caused um, a blood clot in yeah. my left eye. Yeah. And what happened is in glaucoma is called ocular hypertension. Okay. So let's play Pac-Man for example. So in your eye, you have a Pac-Man. Mm. You know, Pac-Man eats all yeah. the dots. Of course. So this Pac-Man is a bad one. Mm. He, like, he eats all the tissue in your eye. And then once it gets to the center, it takes away your vision wow. and you can't get it back. And this happens like that? Over or time. Or gradual? Yeah, but mine was aggressive. Okay. Yeah. And um, so one day yeah, I had a stroke in my sleep and I woke up. I was like, work, I was doing plumbing 
I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning yeah. every day. And I had to drive like two hours for a commute to get to work. But this day I woke up, you know, something didn't feel right. You know, my chest was hurting and everything. But I managed, I woke up. Yeah. Um, but you know how you turn on the bathroom light or something, or any light, and like sometimes it's too bright. Correct. So you quickly turn it off so your eyes can adjust. My eyes wouldn't adjust whatsoever. I was walking around like this, trying to like fill things out. And the pressure was so high in it that it was affecting my right eye. So about this time, it was like daylight savings. So now when the sun was coming up, the sunlight was so bright and so strong mm. that it was hurting and giving me these extreme headaches. So mm. the pressure was going up more. So by the time I got to the doctor, normal eye pressure should be around 20 or less. Okay. My right eye was like 25, 26. This one was at 70. Oof. Yeah, so it felt like someone was just beating me with like a sledgehammer in my head and whatnot. Um, eventually, the eye color started to change, and then I got very insecure. I started to hide it. You would put the patch or sunglasses? I would, I would or? Be patch, glasses. I used to wear my hat low. Uh, even when we did our videos and stuff like that, I wouldn't like be in the camera. So my role actually fit. You know, so it was kind of like I'm behind the scenes and I was very insecure about it because of it. But I actually liked my role was that because you want to see it. And I was I wasn't yeah. ready to come out yet. Yeah. Very interesting. And now you're celebrating it. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> it's well, well deserved. Um, I'm going to repeat some questions if you don't mind to you. OK, cool. Uh, what's your best moment in your life so far? It'll definitely be my son. Your son. Yeah. I have two boys, by the way. Yeah. Very blessed. Yeah. Uh, worst moment. Worst moment. Um, I would say my team and, and I took a trip to uh, California uh, to set something up with an artist, and they ghosted us. Like no word from them. Nothing. Mm. Like and. We really tried to like make it work and make it happen, but it just showed us that not everybody is true. Not everybody is real, not everybody is genuine. Absolutely. And it just made us go harder. Same for you. For sure. These disappointments, man, they make us. Yeah. I swear. If we don't taste them, you don't have that hunger, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, CT in one word. What is your name, by the way? I want your first name. CT, that's it. That's your name? <laughs> first name? CT. CT, okay. What would you describe yourself in one word? Mm. And you can take your time. <laughs> Hope. Hope. Good one, huh? We have... Grateful. Grateful and hope. Thanks, man. Thank you, both. Thank you. Pleasure. I enjoyed it.